Hi everybody, I am Dana Galanti from the Source LGBT Plus Center. Welcome to Transistor Radio with Kelly and Dana. Hi, this is Kelly Denathorn. Today, Dana and I have the pleasure of interviewing our good friend, Bree. They are a genderqueer human living in California's Central Valley. In starting our conversation with Bree, Dana lobs them a super easy question about if genderqueer people are a part of the transgender community. Questions are handled with ease by Bree, who is a very well-spoken and well-educated human being. Some of the other things we discuss throughout this episode are changing one's appearance to appear more in the middle of the gender spectrum, the difference between genderqueer and non-binary, how Bree's friends and family have reacted to their reveal as a genderqueer person. We hope that you enjoy our entertaining interview. Thanks for listening to Transistor Radio, everybody. We have my darling little cute freckles, Brie. Brianna. Uh, Brianna identifies as gender queer and I use they them pronouns okay so there's a lot of talk in the trans community even around here mm-hmm. as to whether gender non-conforming gender queer if you're not a trans male or a trans girl do you really qualify being, as trans yeah. and I'll be honest and tell you that in the very beginning when I first came into this and I was all mama bear right. fighting for my son's life, yeah, I was like, oh no, they don't know. They're not going through it. You know, they don't know. They're not yeah. trans. They're uh-huh. not trans. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I that did. A lot. I yeah. swear to God, I did. And but people like start off that way. I've learned that a lot of people start off that way, but when they genuinely meet somebody who's very much in the middle and is so comfortable with themselves in the middle, then they're just like, oh, I can see now. So my thing though, what got me, and I and I think I said this in a podcast in the past is the struggle that you go through is completely unique to you. Yes. You you don't you don't fit in anywhere. Nope. And so you're kind of left floundering. Floating. I'm like left so, floating and, and trying that to was, pick up. Yeah. Where should I belong? When right. really I think everybody belongs where they want to. Exactly. And so I just find the spaces that I feel comfortable in and that I can feel mm-hmm. like I can be myself while not being berated for not being trans enough for people. Right. And that was when I was like, our <laughs> groups absolutely have to be a space for all gender yeah. variances and I mean, like, of any kind. And I came out during group. You and that was the first time. were not, yeah, you yeah. were not. I was just there for my it, trans boyfriend. That's exactly what it was. Uh-huh. That's how I met you. When yeah. I first yeah. went ahead and met you. That's how you introduced <laughs> yourself. I'm just here to, to uh-huh. support. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm scratching when my in, head about this. When in reality, I was just, I was dealing with a lot internally. And yeah. I wasn't sure if I should even, because I've heard so many bad things about people being in the middle and how we're not really like, we're just in the middle and just yeah. figuring out either we should be queer or we should be cis and I'm just like I don't know if I want to be trans and mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to be cis I kind of don't want to be either yeah in a way and uh, watching your transition like unfold from being cis to where you're at now was really what like uh you know got me in the heart yeah because I see but because I love you you know I love you Mm -hmm. and I see the struggle that you have yeah it's, it's hard sometimes because it's like, 
especially because I feel like I'm such a rare flower here, especially in the Valley, because mm -hmm. not a lot of, I can't find a lot of queer people like me or genderqueer people like me that stay here. They often leave. Yeah. By yeah. the time I find them, Hell they're just yeah, like, they're... oh, I'm leaving. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, but why? Yeah. And I mean, I'm doing the same thing. I'm going to leave you Exactly. Too, so. <laughs> but I think the one thing that frustrates <clears throat> me the most about this whole, like, should trans be an umbrella term is like, trans people go against the cis hat, like, code right they're going mm -hmm. against everything that's binary so why would you force people into a binary by putting them in either yeah. trans man or trans woman so, right. categories i'm like that's a part of the binary as well i'm right. not trying to like hurt anybody by saying <clears throat> that but i feel like whenever somebody's like just pick one i'm like aren't you making me feel binary by saying that even though you guys are going against the binary and that's the many whole trans, trans like, many trans people though are not actually against the binary and they are like the, the most adamant supporters of the binary you know, because I think that oftentimes it comes down to, what, like, stereotypical behavior? Yeah. Like, okay, so women do this. So I know as a trans person, I'm growing up with a male-identified body. Yeah. All right? So I know that um, women paint their fingernails. So I'm going to go ahead and start painting, Paint my painting right. my fingernails in this attempt to to be right. more feminine. To because hyper-masculine, yeah, feminize yourself. Yeah, because yeah, right. it's all... Oftentimes, male to female trans people will go hyper femininity. The, and yeah. then you know, they're like the super yeah. overdo yeah. it. So, yeah. But it's just this idea where. Ditto just, for trans men. Yeah. Trans yeah. men yeah. So, so they just. Yeah. yeah. So they're really into the binary. Yeah. You know, so that somebody like you, that it's like. It like puts a wrench in the whole yeah. thing. And they're just like, why? I feel like sometimes they get mad at me for being who I am and being comfortable with who I am because they're just like, I wasn't be able to be comfortable in my body, so why should they? Right. You know? And it's like that thing where it's like, why are we doing this hate on hate? Because I feel yeah. like that's a lot that's going on, especially within the trans community yeah. and even the LGBTQ plus community yeah. in general. Well, it's like I think... I think that sometimes what it comes down to for some trans people is what I've heard is this narrative from, from some people who have transitioned that says, I had to transition. We were just talking about this previously that, um, you know, suicide rate in the transgender yeah. community, about 50%. Yeah. And so then there's part of this narrative that happens that says, I didn't choose to be trans and I had to transition in yeah. order to save my life. And so it's like, it's not a choice. I had no choice yeah. in this matter. You don't understand. Stand. Yeah. This is why I risk my job and my family right. and my children and my livelihood and everything because yeah. I was going to die. Yeah. And so they look. I think that and some they, trans people look. Yeah, you know, and they at, think at, that this is a choice. But at the same time, it's like I've always felt this disconnect between me and both fe females and male people mm -hmm. in general. Like I've always felt this disconnect. Like I don't. I never felt like I belonged anywhere in my life. And I didn't know where this was coming from. I didn't know if it was because I hated myself. I didn't know if it was because it was just like non-self-assurance or if it was because I didn't feel female enough in my female mm -hmm. body to be a part of the females. And I also didn't really want to be a part of the male population as well. And so there was always this confusing like battle within yeah. me of like, which should I be? Should I be male or should I be female? Or what what's going on? And I just... I've learned to understand that this has never been a choice for me. I've just always felt like I don't belong in any category and I don't want to. Yeah. So I don't like it when people try to push me into a category, whether it's trans or cis. Right. And that's really what we fight for yeah. 
And like when we go out and do um, trans trainings and stuff, it's about it's about the binary, right? And yeah, you know, I always train like nobody fits just in this box that yeah. says M on it, and nobody fits just in this box that says F on it. We're all in the middle somewhere, and we fluctuate. Yeah, and so that's what we fight for. Yet we're catering. There's to yet there's like a bias, I think, in some circles against people who don't choose a box yeah it's like a rare species you find or something right. like that like people that just you're don't like choose a, a box albino just like, oh, tiger what? right like <laughs> what are you what do we but, do with her and you were talking about stereotypes and how like hyper feminization and hyper masculization and for me i found that what i did was i drastically changed the way i look mm-hmm. to make myself look more in the middle you did and then i realized how unhappy that made me because i felt like i was mm-hmm. changing myself to be in a box that i didn't you know like a yeah. non-binary box because what triggered this was somebody in one of my classes said so you use they them pronouns and i was like yeah i do and i thought they understood but and so because i explained it to them and then they turned around and went to go talk to their friends the next day and said yeah i may as well just go paint my hair purple and call myself they and that triggered like a thing in me that I was like is that how people should see me like should I be having shorter hair or so I went on a binge on the internet Mm -hmm. and I looked up all these non-binary queer folk and they all had short hair and they all wore men's Mm -hmm. clothes especially like if they had natural woman bodies and like for Mm -hmm. men they had more feminine features and I'm like but this is just catering to binary again and I was just like this is not what I want I just want to be me I just want to be comfortable in my body and I just want to present the whatever way I want to and I don't want to have to this is what I want to do avoid like I didn't want to try to force to change myself just so I can make other people happy I wanted me to be happy and it took me a while to realize that Mm -hmm. I can't unchange the fact that I cut my hair but I can grow it out but (laughs) so you're regretting cutting your hair I am I have come to I mean really because I I love it I love the hair I do too but adorbs it is I and I do too, but I think it's I very, it's very have similar really to long hair. I used yeah. to have drastically long yes. hair, like it went to my hips, yes. and then I chopped it. <clears throat> and I really liked the way it looked at first, and then I did this whole um, really short kind of like butch lesbian, and then uh-huh. everybody started clocking me for a butch lesbian person, and I'm just like, oh my god, yes, <laughs> this is she's such the butch I'm lesbian, isn't she? Uh, <laughs> like I just I'm trying not to, and then you just put me, and I'm just like. Ugh. So, like, I like my hair at a medium length. I think I realized that. Okay. I never want to go to long again because it's thick and it's too unruly and I can't do it. I get it. But it's a lot of work. Yeah. I do want to grow it out again. I have liked it. It's fun okay. to play with, but growing it out. <laughs> all right. Yeah, my wife shaved all of her hair off at one point. Really? Really? So, yeah, supporting um, a oh. co-worker with breast cancer. Okay. Yeah, and, and so my wife did it. So she shaved it all off. And she liked it when it was all shaved off. Uh-huh. But the growing it oh, out, yeah. you know, that was like... <laughs> forget it. Yeah. No it's way. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, um, I think the reason why I hate... I Not hate it, I do like it, but I think the reason why I did it is because I felt like I had to be put in a box. And uh-huh. now I realize, like, that really didn't make me feel happy. It didn't change anything. So I need to, like, look at myself in the mirror and be like, you love you for you. And you love you right. for whatever you want to act. 
however you want to be and however you want to present. You don't have to like purposefully put yourself in these situations where you have to be hyper masculine or hyper feminine right. just to make people happy. Right. And it's a shitty situation in that you have to just be comfortable in who you are and how you look yeah. and how you present because out in public, no one is going to say, say oh, look they, at yeah. they're going to clock you as female somebody. or male, yeah. right? Because that's our society. Yeah. And I think that's part of the hardest thing about being who I am is mm. that there's nothing about me that I can show people that I'm they, them. Yeah. And I think it's been like a journey to come to terms with the fact of that and just be happy with how I am. Yeah. And like not care about what other people say because right. it's none of my business. Would it be your preference that society, it's impossible as it is, impossible. you know, <laughs> but would it be your preference that in society that we don't automatically gender people? It would be nice to not automatically gender people. Like, I mean, that I would never, solve a lot of problems. Yeah, I think it would. It because really would. It also would solve a lot of problems for trans people yeah. because oh, yeah. some trans people don't even want to transition. Uh -huh. And then oh, yeah. they get clocked for being the opposite gender that they sure. are. And it's right. horrible for them, too. Yeah. And so if we could stop assuming things uh -huh. out of everybody, I think assuming things out of people is what has led us to a lot of yeah. like Like when you go to a restaurant and they're like, hello, ladies. Yeah. Like, how do you know I'm a lady? Yeah, how do you know? I know I just got some I... voluptuous <laughs> boobies, but... Just because I wear a dress today doesn't mean I'm a lady all right. of a sudden. Right, right. I have a question. So can you explain the difference between, like, genderqueer and non-binary? Okay. Is there a difference? I consider there to be a difference because I think of non-binary more as an umbrella term for people that are between... The two, in a way, so I use... So non-binary is an umbrella term for people that are... Like, kind of like in, me. In between. Yeah. Well, like... Which is where I thought you were at one point. Because I thought... I, thought, I, thought, I, I yeah. vaguely remember you saying, you felt like you're like a bit of both. Yeah. And that's why I think it's an umbrella term, because I feel like there's just so many terms... So non-binary. Un umbrella. Yeah. Okay. It's, to me, is an umbrella term. Okay. But some people mm -hmm. do use it as their term for who they are. Like, that's and, their and gender. Term. Yeah. Right. And term. Yeah. And I'm like, that's okay, too. I think with people like us, like, genderqueer, gender fluid, anything like demi, okay. you know, like, any kind of that mm -hmm. is just... There's a bunch of terms for people that are like me, but have different stories and so they use those labels and those terms identify who they are okay. in a way i just chose genderqueer because i liked the way it was and i like the way it sounded because i've always loved calling myself a queer person mm -hmm. because in a way it's about bringing power back to that word because okay. a long time ago it was mm -hmm. used and it was used against me too as a very derogative thing oh. and now i'm looking at it now and i'm like this is me taking back that word and saying yeah you can call me queer because i am oh. You know, like taking a stand of who I am and what I am. Do you feel that it's more specific than non-binary? I would consider it more specific. Genderqueer, I think, would be more specific. It's so personal, but It's though, so personal. Because like, yeah. not everyone would say that. Yeah. And a lot of people adamantly are non-binary. Non and so that's why it's like, it's it's so hard to talk about mm -hmm. labels and terms and things yeah. like that. Because everything is so personal, especially when it comes to mm -hmm. gender. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so different from sexuality, yeah. in a way. Because mm -hmm. even though sexuality has similar terms of like, that can mean anything. Yeah. With gender, it's like, because there's such a huge spectrum of people, anybody can identify however they want. And anybody can use any terms they want. But sometimes those terms like some other demi or genderqueer person like me can use that term much differently than what I am so for example one of my really good friends is also genderqueer but they use it as a sense of they don't want anything to do with gender oh, I think mm -hmm. I, I, I met them 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, when in my case, it's like I want everything to do with gender and everything it has to offer because I think every gender uh-huh. has something unique about it that I want to incorporate into my life. Uh-huh. I think I can embody everything in anything because I can be whoever I want to be. Uh-huh. That's the way I see it. But other people like my friend who is also genderqueer doesn't want anything to do with gender because they think it's they don't like yeah. it <laughs> they don't like being put in a, like a gendered box in a way right and so that's how it can be so different between two people you know and i'm all for defining yourself as you want to define yourself yeah but it does make it hard yes to the general population that doesn't know anything yeah trying to explain it I'm sorry. I don't personally follow that it makes it hard to the general public. And so, I feel okay. So, <laughs> did I miss something? I was so, writing. I, I do miss things. Hey, stop writing and pay attention to <laughs> when I talk. I'm taking interview notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, when Lucas first came out, it's like all these, I kept having to learn all these words. Like, yeah. there's so many words. There's so many titles. There's just, it's mind-blowing how many different words there are and all the new words. There's a new word every month or so. <laughs> and so I was telling Lucas, this is kind of funny. I'm telling Lucas, like, listen, we need to get all the trans people together and we need to... Put a dictionary. We need something. to decide on something that we can go to the general public with and say, look, th- here's this is our the vocab- definition. Our vocabulary. Our vocabulary. This is the de- right. So I've been like saying this for the longest yeah. time. We need to make a vocabulary. So like the okay, this is so random, but uh, I used to work for a grape grower, and grape growers in California have the Table Grape Commission, and it is a advertising arm. And so that's where the California raisins came from, right? So every grape grower in California speaks the same message through the Table Grape Commission. Right. Okay? That's what we need. So we need a Table Grape Commission. We need a yes. Table Grape Commission. Yeah. yeah. We need a Table Grape Commission. I And I say we as a trans person, as a, but yeah. you know, I, but like I'm as a trans fighting the fight. Yeah. I agree with that. I think you're right. There is a lot of yeah. terms and a lot, and it does, it even gets confusing for me sometimes. Yeah. And that's why I mostly, I say genderqueer to people mm-hmm. that I know would understand it, but for yeah. anybody that doesn't, I just explain it to them like, um, I use they, them pronouns, and that's because, and if they ask why, I usually only say that, but if yeah. they ask why, I say it, and it's because I want to ally myself with all the genders that are a part of the spectrum. Yeah. And if they ask more, I continue to tell them, or if they're just like, right. oh, that's cool, then that's cool. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. So I... In the same conversation, I was telling telling Lucas like, let's stop adding all these words. Come on, we can we can narrow it down. And why does so and so have to identify like this? Right. And he just looks at me and he goes, Mom, everyone has the right to identify however they want. However they want. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's true. schooled again by my teenager. <laughs> But it's true. But it's so true. Yeah. Absolutely true. That's why. It is. It is. But I'm just thinking like trying to get the word out and trying to tell, you know, uh, Trump Jr. or whatever. (laughs) Trying to, he doesn't give a fuck. But let's say, uh, (laughs) let's say, let's say Bubba with the MAGA hat on. Okay. Okay, Maybe he might. Right. I'll flash my boobies and then talk to him. Um, but she's all about our boobs today. That I know. Twice. Well, they're kind of hot now. <laughs> anyway, it's so it hard is. to explain. And the other thing with it, like the trans is trans is not a one sentence blurb mm-hmm. explanation. Like being gay, attracted to the opposite sex. Boom. Easy. Trans is not. You have to sit down and have a conversation yeah. with someone. 
And that's why gender is so complicated. Exactly. And sometimes people make it so much more complicated than I feel like it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Because then they ask multitudes of questions of like, why do they have to do that? Why do they have to do this? Right. Why are they that way? Right. Why are they doing that? And I'm just like, why are you asking so many questions? Who fucking cares? It's not your life, (laughs) is it? Like, yeah. This is my life, not yours. Yeah. Whereas (laughs) if we just let go of the whole gender, you know. What? What idea? The, <laughs> Anything? Yeah, yeah. Gender at all? If we just doesn't go, matter. I feel like if yes, we just let if go. it doesn't, just like it doesn't matter that you're blonde, right? And you're a brunette, but it does. Well, I mean, you might get <laughs> dumb jokes, but, but I you use know what it I mean? all the time. I do crazy but driving maneuvers. But you're not maneuvers. treated. I'm like, excuse me. I'm a blonde. Why? I'm blonde. <laughs> but you're not treated differently because you have a different color hair. I might be. Do you know where I was recently? Actually, it was about a week ago. I was in Deborah Hansen's classroom. Yes, mm. I saw the post. Yeah. And so Deborah said to me that, because I was saying I've never been harassed as a trans person. I mean, yeah. maybe I've had like four or five like rude people over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Right. And Deborah said, well, that's because you have privilege. And I was like, I have privilege. And she's like, yeah, you have passing privilege. And I was like, I do. I disagree. A hundred percent you do. You You have have pretty privilege. Uh And I was like, what are you talking about? No, fugly dude. Okay. I mean, that's still like in my mind, like what what it is. No. But you do. She's right. And especially for trans women, like that initial transition is a little rough on yeah. people you know because and that's why they feel like it's because. the same reason why people feel like trans men have it Easy. le- easier yeah. than trans women is because most of the time trans men have passing privilege mm-hmm. and i hate that term because i think everybody especially if you're trans has a very big struggle within you going on hmm. within yeah within you know but so there's but, still that passing privilege yeah. whereas and we have some people that you know especially when they first transition like you can tell yeah you know and they're getting clocked all over the place all the time and that and that's so much of a stressor that is so hard and that's why it's like i hate it when people just assume things out of everybody and yeah. that's why i hate it when people try to like just assume everybody's gender i used to be one yeah. of those people until i realized how yeah much those gender actions have mattered people, before you know do you try to not gender people. I do it all. I never. No, I really you don't. You don't gender people. No, because even with even my sexuality doesn't let me. Like, <laughs> like even my sexuality doesn't let me gender people because I really don't care. As long as you're a good person and have a genuine soul about you and have a good heart, mm-hmm. as long as you're not a dick, I'm good. Like mm. you're a good person. See, I think like, to me. Um, their generation is going to save the earth. It's so beautiful <laughs> to see. It, it really is. is. It's so beautiful. It really is. I'm like, but it's oh, the truth. Yeah. Like, if oh, you're not oh, a jerk. They know all the words. They don't give a shit what you call yourself. As and, long as you're a genuine good person, yeah. have a good soul and a good heart, and you do kind yeah. things mm-hmm. and are caring in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's all us old people. We're all good. We're all good in this neighborhood. Problematic. Uh huh. We are actually very problematic. It's funny because, like, the older generation sometimes looks at me and is like, doesn't that they think I'm a doormat because of that? Or they think, like, people can just walk all over me because I genuinely, like, care for people in a sense and like genuinely like want to go out and make sure that like people are okay because apparently caring is something that's not allowed what i know it's ridiculous i've always been like a hard on my sleeve type of person and like like, i'm always ready to hold a person if they need to be held or always ready to hear somebody's story if their story needs to be heard i've always been that kind of person but because of that they think i'm weak 
in a way. You know, like being emotional is weak. That's crazy. I know. Are you sure people think that or is that... Oh, no, my family thinks that. Really? Your yeah. family well, thinks that, but well, your, your family is one thing. I, yeah. Yeah, my know, family is one thing. Uh, yeah. Family family always is um, one particular thing. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't like the fact that I, I care. I had a question, though, about your family. How is your family Uh-oh. in regards to uh, your gender? Well, I mean, my mom's come to some mm-hmm. meetings, and she's been doing really well about it. She's been doing is really that just well a with recent my brother, thing? too. Yeah, that, well, I, because I've only recently come out to my mom. So how long has it been since you've come out to your mom? few months i think it's been a few months really i didn't know that yeah well like even but though she's you... been to like she knew she knows because i post a lot not post a lot on facebook but because i post a lot about being they them or i refer mm-hmm. myself as to this person or like when you're out with the buds and you're the only right. they them out there yeah. i don't know but Did um you, what, well, wait so was there a transition was there a coming out was there like a like a date like you um, know may 3rd i am coming out and no. i am i am yeah. announcing this on no. facebook it was the most I had gradual <laughs> transition I, had, I, had my I have like, ever witnessed. Actually, did you have like little like cards this, made? Like, of, it was like this little like inclining very slowly over like mm-hmm. the past year. It's been like mm-hmm. I'm barely at the peak right now okay. of like. I'm this is me, you know? Because right. Mm-hmm. right now, the only people that know now and, like, I've actually come out to are close family, like, very close family, the group, and okay. a few good friends. That's all you've come out to? Yeah. Oh, my God. It, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, she's, like, out living life, like, no. to everybody, you yeah. know? <laughs> no. No? No. <laughs> I'm not. No, I think part of it is because for the longest time, I was scared because I do live in Hanford, and there's shit nothing out there nothing in Hanford that hey we got we're having a trans I know but you're finally doing a trans pop mm-hmm. up and hopefully okay. people go yeah. hopefully third Thursday of every month 6pm okay Hanford I'm so impressed congratulations Hanford. yeah I know and you're doing it right yeah okay good awesome my mom's happy too cause it's closer oh so it's yeah. easier for her to go okay good mm-hmm. so yeah but yeah it's like I haven't even really sat down with my mom and really talked about it so did she just kind of assume something? No, she. Kind of go no, it's it? because the first time she came to group, I talked about this. How mm-hmm. I really haven't even like talked to my mom about it. I've only ever mentioned it. And then that night, I but sat she down was with at, my mom. Like you had me at like the COS thing, and so or is this like before or after? Like when we were on the panel together, and your your family was there. Oh yeah, that was yeah my dad. No, because that was me coming out to my dad. Okay, so yeah. but you'd already come out to your mom at that point. Yes, yeah, sort of. I mentioned it. <laughs> this is how Brie rolls. Let me just tell you. Uh, yeah, I came so, out. I mentioned it. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I'm going to the store, and hey, you know, I'm genderqueer. Bye. Yeah. No, but like, so here's the thing. That day that my mom came, I knew that it was time for me to like buck up and just, you know, say it and like talk to her about it. And mm-hmm. so I did. And I sat down and I was like, mom, you know that I'm genderqueer, and you know, like, I haven't really talked about it, and you know, I like using they, them pronouns. She's like, yeah, I know, and I've always accepted you, and you know that it's been hard, especially they, them. But I think it's been easier because of Matt coming out, too. I feel like my mom's getting it. I feel like when it comes to, I say I'm, I say, I'm saying I feel like a lot. Um, I think when it comes to people who are genderqueer, not to take away. See, and this is why I don't like talking about like. How dare you! Don't take away queer, from my right? experience. Right? Oh my God, Bree! I'm going to get up and storm out of here. Turn off the computer. 
But I, that's why I don't like talking about it. I just, I just, I'm always a worry wart. I always stress uh, out over yeah. everything. That's the biggest just problem. A, and that's bit. my biggest problem. Yeah. But like, mm -hmm. I think it's harder for people to understand they, them versus she, her, mm -hmm. and he, him. And it's still a transition for everybody, no matter if you're yeah. trans woman or trans yeah. man. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to they, them, it's such an obscure thing and it's not really 100% known yet. And mm -hmm. there's not a lot of people out there that are also non-binary or genderqueer or right. anything in between that use they them pronouns that people have instant access to 24 7 right. and so that's why and you don't correct people and i don't and i know i need like to like me and i know i need to yeah or, or like me yeah i told you, you and i and i start smacking like, me you have to correct me because yeah. i've known them for so long as them or as me as brianna and she her and yeah correct so that's how I knew Brie for so long. And then it was like, well, I think I might go by they, them now, but I don't know. And then I'm like, okay, is that happening? Is that not happening? And then it's it's happening. But uh -huh. she's just not being uh -huh. forthcoming about it because no. she's the, you know, sweet little... <laughs> sweet Sorry. little bird right um so it wasn't i it would was say it was, a, a, it was yeah. at least a six month period where you're like hemming and hawing about yeah. it and and i think most of that is because there wasn't really anybody around me that was also like me yeah. that i could like talk to about it right and i think that's the most unfortunate thing about being genderqueer in an area like the valley is that i feel yeah. so limited in resources yeah Mm -hmm. in a sense because I had no idea who to go to like right. yeah I could go to my partner at the time but yeah. he was going through his own stuff right. and he and could only trans. give me advice yeah and he's and trans he and he could he. only give yeah and he could only give me advice about how to mm -hmm. feel about things and how not to but he always said like I can't tell you how to feel because I don't feel that way yeah well like, maybe someone will hear this podcast and realize that our trans groups are available to everyone Every and inclusive of everyone on the gender spectrum and they'll come and then we'll have more more people yes please come that'd be fantastic hint, that would be hint 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 it would be great <laughs> first and third tuesdays of every month at 6 30 at the center how often do you say that in podcasts Actually, I think that's the first time I've ever said that. Oh. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Legit is. Um, I do have another question for you, though. Dana and I, um, we had this discussion once about what is transgender. What is mm -hmm. our definition of transgender? So we had our, my opinion, her opinion. And so then there was a slight discussion on non-binary, genderqueer. Is it part of transgender or is it not? See, because I'm kind of a purist with some of my words. I, I look right. at transgender as an umbrella. Right. And then people are like, okay, but then how do you differentiate underneath there? Yeah. I'm like, uh, easy, I'm transsexual. And Dana, like, almost shit herself when I said that last time. Yeah. She's like, because I can't believe no, no. that you're saying, yeah. you know, that you're transsexual. And I'm like, I don't know, I just see it as a more specific yeah. term underneath transgender. And I'm a person that says... I know the another person so that small. also uses transsexual, too. Are they yeah. older? No, they're younger. Really? Like, a few years older than huh. me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know one. I mean, maybe it's the same person that we know um, at the Deborah's class. Yes, it, but it, it is yeah. the same person uh -huh. we know. Yeah, and at the time, I wasn't owning it, and then they, really like, so to totally it. owned it. Yeah, they, and I was they like, own it so well. And honestly, damn. she's the reason why... I changed my perspective of what transsexual is. Okay. And I'm just like, you know what? I respect her. Yeah. I respect her a lot because she's yeah. very good with her words. Mm -hmm. And 
the fact that somebody her age could use something as trans like transsexual and i'm mm-hmm. like that's empowering like yeah. good for you yeah. and this is where it like i started think this is where my mind started going and like this is proof that anybody can be whoever they want to be and when it comes to gender anybody can define however they mm-hmm. want and use whatever terms they want to make themselves feel good about who they are and feel like they belong because that's what it comes to like that's what these labels are for we use these labels to put them on ourselves so that way we feel like we're a part of something and we're not alone right Mm -hmm. and like that's i feel like the biggest reason why i use a label Mm -hmm. because most of the time i don't like labels i don't like what again going back to categories and how Mm -hmm. everything has to be categorized i hate it but when it comes to labels like this and like sexuality and gender identity they're important because they make us feel like we belong in something bigger than ourselves and that we're not alone in this big old world and that there's somebody else out there somebody who understands that understands what you're going through i I love that because i like labels for the same reason and i think that is that's why i just let people use whatever labels they want and mm-hmm. like you use whatever terms they want to define themselves and however they want as long as they feel right. good about themselves and as long as they feel like they belong that's the most right. important thing going back to what lucas told because, me schooled me on because mm-hmm. for me the reason why i feel that way is because for the longest time almost my whole life up until now i felt lost mm-hmm. and like i don't belong anywhere in this world and then i fell upon the source and i became the president of the pride Mm -hmm. in at cos and i realized that no i do belong i do belong here Mm -hmm. and i use this voice that i have for good and for people that should feel like they belong so i'll listen back to the tape but was there an answer in there is genderqueer in because i I think you skipped that part Uh, entirely you're like you can like, answer that question. Okay, I'll answer the question. So I do think that transgender is an umbrella term because I've always looked at the definition of transgender as somebody who does not identify with the gender with the biological mm-hmm. sex they were born with. <laughs> I don't identify with the biological sex I was born with. So mm-hmm. in turn, mm-hmm. I think that makes me part of the transgender community. Okay, so then, I'm sorry, because yeah. I'll, I'll, I love your definition, and I love that for gender queer and how it fits in there, but it, just trying to get with our own definitions here. Yeah. So with your definition of transgender, you would say cross-dressers are not part of the transgender community because they identify as the gender that they were born as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, some of them, they what they're saying is they're just simply dressing as the opposite gender, but they don't right. identify yeah. internally with the opposite gender. So yeah. for you, people like that? I, are, are they part of the transgender community or not? Nope. I accept who they are, but I don't know because... <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just laughing at Dana's note. So you said yes? Yes no. or no? No, I, I understand where the cross-dressers are coming from, but at the same time, I do not think it is fair for people who are trans that are going through the exactly. struggle every day to pass as who they want to mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. gender that they chose instead. Mm-hmm. And then you have... Cross-dressers are not going to kill yeah. themselves. It's interesting, though, because they can't well, use wear your dress. I don't want to be... You're cisgender. You're part... So by your own definition, you're part of the transgender community. Uh I'm part of the transgender community. Uh And I say they are exploring something having to do with gender. My definition for gender is even more vague than yours. Yours yours, yours is the most specific. Like golf umbrella. (laughs) Like the big golf ones. (laughs) I'm more of like the, you know, rainy. (laughs) It's raining outside umbrella. (laughs) 
doesn't understand where they're coming from. But until they, if they want to be cross-dressers for the rest of their life, let them be cross-dressers for the rest of their life. But if they eventually come to that point where they're just like, maybe I'm cross-dressing for a reason. Right. And maybe that reason is because my gender identity maybe isn't what I think it is. Then they, yeah. then, then they they're, can. Right. They're part of the but community. then that goes, but like, they're not really a cross-dresser. But see, I, then, see, yeah, I, that's see where I, I identified myself as a cross-dresser right. a while ago. So that's why I questioned that yeah. definition for cross-dresser. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, then I'm and excluding myself. Yeah. But you obviously weren't just a, a cross-dresser. cross-dresser. But I didn't know it at the time. Exactly. And many, right. many don't. But does it matter why you guys that do this. you're under the huh? golf umbrella? or? But that's why you guys do this, is so that way you can... Somebody out there that yeah. might be cross-dressing it, and confused yeah. might yeah. listen to this and be and like, like does it matter? You yeah. said, does it matter if they're under their umbrella or not? I think it is because if more people that's your thing. come out, and yeah. they, but they'll say like, hey, honey, I'm a cross-dresser. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I'll never transition. Maybe yeah. you shouldn't say that because that's what I said to my yeah, wife, yeah. you know, <laughs> right? Uh, but at least to be more vocal about it, right? Yeah, you but know, and to be like, and, and it destigmatizes. I think it can start the conversation and destigmatize masculinity and femininity because yeah. I've always believed that everything about this world has both feminine and masculine qualities within it. Even mm-hmm. one thing can have mm-hmm. both masculine mm-hmm. and feminine mm-hmm. qualities about it. So if cross-dressers being a part of the trans community allows them to feel more comfortable with themselves and allow them to explore masculinity and femininity in and commingle with that, then mm-hmm. good on them. They're doing I have something a that makes time, them happy. And again, I'm cis, so I have no say in this. But, <laughs> but okay, then just stop. As a mom... <laughs> As a mom of a trans kid right. who went through it, I almost lost. Yeah, I have a hard time with the fact that trans people, gender nonconforming, literally have it's becomes a life or death situation. Yes, mm-hmm. and it is a gut wrenching hard um, life transition, right? Hard transition, yeah. But with cross dressers, like. They can, they go, can home. go home. Right. They yeah. go to work I, as. I hear you. Yeah, and I, I totally hear you. Yeah. But see, even as you're saying that, I'm like, okay, well, it wasn't mm-hmm. life or death for me. Yeah. And it wasn't this horrible, awful transition period your... for me. So that means that uh-huh. I can't be the only. So no, this for can't sure. be the trans narrative that transition. And yeah. is seen as yeah. this horrible, horrible event. Yeah. And that I don't like that. I don't, I don't like, like that, that aspect. Maybe not horrible, you know, but it To is, where it sets it apart. I agree. That, but see, I agree I'm a different version of transgender yeah. than Brie. But I just as we're a different human being, yeah. like I d- identify as female, and so do you, yeah. but I just a different. Yeah. And the... I think the only issue that I have with cross-dressing in general is be it, it also caters, again, going back to the binary, it also caters to the binary. It does. Because mm-hmm. you can look at somebody like me and somebody can clock me as, you know, um, hyper-feminine or whatever, yeah. and I could be dressing really masculine one day and be like, oh, they're just cross-dressing for the day. Mm-hmm. And that's where it puts us back in that bubble mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. we need to choose. Right. Yeah. And so that's where it can also be really hard for people who are genuinely in the middle right mm-hmm. that like oh we're just playing a game yeah yeah and that's and, what i'm afraid legit. of i would never say that somebody who's cross-dressing is ever playing a mm-hmm. game right but like that's what i'm afraid that it might come off as right because you never know what anybody else is going to think about it but there's also i think that most, I think that most people that do look though they don't see any difference between my friend jennifer mm-hmm. yeah who was just a cross-dresser right they don't see any difference between her and me and you yeah when the general public looks hmm I, now, I, I think beg to differ. I, I think maybe now after like, to like you know a couple of years yeah. of um of having changed my hormones, yeah. there's some differences, you know. Yeah. But but and legit, there's a lot of cross dressers who do it for sexual pleasure. 
I, so I, that's that, what, that's what's that is that to me yeah. is where it, it goes off. But see, then you're also talking more about transvestic fetishism. Yes. Than you Which are about cross-dressing. Cross Not necessarily. There's a difference. There's a, a reason. There's a reason why they don't call themselves transvestites. Okay. I We're think so off topic though. And you know what? We're out of time. I think there's though. Okay. Really quick. I think it can be a pathway into figuring out that you're trans. Yes. So it's, a, it's a gateway. Like it's a gateway. Gateway drug. A gateway. Trans? A gateway, a gateway trans it's thing? It's a gateway trans. Just like being yeah, in drag. A gateway train. <laughs> Just like being in drag. It Just gets people don't comfortable put a, Don't for put on the bra. But it what, If you put on the bra, then eventually it's Honestly, gender confirmation surgery I need for to tell you. you. But no, I need to tell you. The first time that I wore just a sports bra out in public, mm -hmm. I've never felt more comfortable in my life. Huh. Hmm. Ever in my life have I felt more comfortable. I've never liked bras. I mm -hmm. still say that to that day. I think I underwire is the also. death of me. Mm -hmm. Ditto. Horrible. Mm -hmm. But the second, the first time, because usually what I did is I did a bra and then mm -hmm. a sports bra because I always oh. wanted to... Uh. Right. Cover up all yeah. the time. I always was the person that wore baggy everything yeah. because I never, I never wanted to flaunt my feet. <coughs> yeah, right. I never wanted to hypersexualize sure, myself right. in a way, whatever. But the second, the first time that I ever wore a bra, because it was my friend that was like, just take the bra off and just wear this right. bra. Trust me. That's the like, point. Okay. And so I took it off and I went outside and I've never felt more confident and comfortable in myself. Aww. And it all, all it took oh, was me to cute. take my bra off. Right. And then they, right. w then we went on this one year roller coaster. Got rid coaster. of that. Hyper-feminization thing. <laughs> I think it was me cutting my hair and taking yeah. off my bra that really helped me become more you burn middle it? ground for myself. No, I still I have all my bras. That's such a, that's like a 1970s thing. <laughs> just, <laughs> I still have all my bras just in case I need one day they, that I'm just like, be, I want to be, be expensive. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they're Victoria's and, Secret bras. And a, so. a, a good bra is hard to find. Yeah. I got my bras at TJ Maxx and Marshalls, but... Anyway, they're ten okay. dollars. Everyone, I don't, I don't, I buy some. Anyway, some of bras. I, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. Look either. it up. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, we are totally out of time. We're running over into group right now. Bree, thank you so much for coming. You're awesome. I love you. Wait, where are you? I love your story. Where are you going tomorrow? Ecuador. Awesome. I'm so excited. That's cool. Ecuador. Oh wait, and I have another question for you too. How many degrees did you get from COS? Six. Damn. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I got six degrees from COS. You were there a long time. All and I is it's only three years. I yeah. was there for six years and I barely got my AA. <laughs> I was only there for three Explain years. Explain that to me. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. All right. Okay. <laughs> right. So Bree's awesome is the point yes. you're trying to go ahead yes. and make. I mean, we love just you, Bree. They, they and, are, they are um, awesome. You are leaving us to go to, to San Francisco State University. Mm -hmm. Go Gates. But you are coming back. Yes, I'm because we are not um, going to deal with this brain drain thing that we have here in the valley. Right. We need we, we, we need our smart people. We to need come our back. smart, especially. Besides, have you seen the prices to live in San Francisco? I have. Uh, yeah, I used to. I'm I, paying I, for a, a part a two bedroom apartment. That's more than <laughs> my freaking house payment. Yeah, no, I'm good. Well, I'm yeah. I'm good on living. A little bit of right. I'm but good enough anyway. living. All right, we love you, Bree. Thanks you so much too. for coming. Thank you, you so much, Bree. Awesome. Thanks everybody for listening to. Um, this is either five or six. No, six or seven. We're gonna lose, right? we're gonna lose track. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It's transistor radio. What we number? I know that. Like, right? We got transistor yeah, we, radio. Yeah. We're, we're not organized. We have an email address: transistor at the source lgb. Dot org. We have a phone number too. Uh, we don't need the phone number. But you, yeah. <laughs>
I have to look it up right now. We'll continue. We'll put it in post production. Yeah, put it in the description. Yeah, put it in the end. In editing. Yeah. So thanks for sticking with us, guys. We've like had a lot of listens and everything. So excited. We're pretty stoked. Yep. All right. Awesome. Dana, Kelly, Bree, signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.